General Manager Ray Haynes here in the studio, and that means we get to learn something. And today we're going to be learning about the Day of Atonement, encountering Jesus beyond the cross to the mercy seat. I'm I'm intrigued and excited because you've been talking about it for months. (laughs) I really have. (laughs) (laughs) So I know, and and you always look forward to your teaching, but for some reason this one has really been on your heart, on your mind for longer than normal. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to what the Lord brings through you today. Me too. I am just pumped and have been for months and months. And so... uh, Makes it good. So I guess we ought to pray and uh, jump on into this thing. huh? Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for atoning us, for uh, taking away our guilt and our punishment, for reconciling us to you, for giving us mercy, yeah. for bringing us a new day every single day, wiped clean of a debt that we could never pay. God, we thank you. Thank you for your presence for your tabernacle that you have come and made us your sons and your daughters and your bride that we can stand before you with confidence and with joy that we could draw near and know that you're not enduring us Mm. that you love us that you treasure us that you are longing to be with us that you look on us with love and and grace and kindness that you are good, that you are absolutely good. And Lord, I, I thank you that you wiped away sin and that uh, those that are far from you right now, that you're calling and drawing near to you. And Lord, we'll just allow us to see and awaken to uh, what it is to be your tabernacle, your temple, what it is to be atoned. And no matter how long we've walked with you or haven't walked with you, Lord, just bring revelation today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, obviously, the fall feasts are here. That's why we're here. The days of awe. So if you feel this overwhelming urge to go, ah, that's why, you have <laughs> that's that right why now. it's in the air. Yeah. Days of awe right now. They conclude this Sunday evening as Yom Kippur arrives. Yom is the Hebrew word. Uh, Hebrew, <laughs> the Hebrew word. Yay. The Hebrew word for day. Kippur means atonement, right? Now, specifically, if you want to dive deep, Kipper means to make amends or reparation for guilt to be canceled. Think about these things as it applies to you specifically, all right? For guilt to be canceled for an, or another to take the punishment, in this case, for your sin. The root of uh, Kipper is kafar, which means to reconcile, to extend mercy, to cancel or cover over. And you're going to hear that word so much today, cover. You are covered. Mm. So the Day of Atonement is overflowing with shadows and types of Yeshua, Jesus, who instead of merely making amends, enabled man to receive a full pardon from all sin. Mm. This day for me is just mind-blowing. It gives us insight into the symbolism and the mysteries of the book of Revelation, which can be so hard to understand. (laughs) This day unwraps it. When we first see Yeshua Jesus in Revelation, he's wearing the white robes which the high priest wore on the Day of Atonement. You can't get Revelation without getting the Day of Atonement. It just won't happen. Yom Kippur is the eternal spotlight, is in the eternal spotlight because... It was very likely the fall of Adam and Eve. This was the day, well, Sunday night to Monday night, was the day they fell. They made the worst choice ever. But more than anything, the Day of Atonement is about the tabernacle of meeting. 
Let's get those two words, tabernacle and meeting. For me, the Day of Atonement, the tabernacle and the book of Leviticus has been like a giant puzzle (laughs) that was laid out in a long straight line. Picture that? It was in the correct order, but it wasn't put together into a picture. (laughs) So it was just frustrating. For the last few months, as we were just talking about, God's been just taking all those pieces and putting them together in this beautiful picture of who he is and how he's present in the many tabernacles in Scripture. And for me, the tabernacle and the Day of Atonement has finally become just this really magnificent picture. I don't know if you've ever tried to read the book of Leviticus, but it's one of those you just go flip, 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 flip. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. pass this thing. That's how it's always been. I think me. that's for most of us. I, I would that think way. so. It's <laughs> not a fun read. But you know what? It's... I don't think God ever meant us to read it. He meant us to study and to glean and to see mm. it in, in, the, in its beauty. And so hopefully that'll happen for you today. Okay, sir. first of all, the day itself. Leviticus 23 tells us what God expects of us on this day. You are not to do any kind of work on that day because it is Yom Kippur, a day to make atonement for you before Yehovah Eloah. And you are to afflict your souls, which is to mean deny yourselves. So, Complete rest and no food. That's the summary. So not a whole lot to think about in this day. Why? Well, during the spring and summer feast, God commanded the people to bring an offering, to bring a sheaf, to bring a lamb, to bring bread, etc. But Yom Kippur, the sacrifices were all supplied. What you needed would be done for you. The high priest did everything because the high priest represents Yeshua and Jesus. He alone made the atonement for all mankind. So the focus was also on the tabernacle, which was essentially the throne room, if you see that clearly. Yom Kippur is written in the plural, Yom HaKippurim, because it was a corporate fast and rest. It was for everyone, but it left a lot of questions, for me at least, unanswered. And today, I'm going to break a lot of those down, and we're going to discover the answers, which is, I think, very exciting. Unraveling the truths of the tabernacle will help us understand what Jesus did for us. Not just on the cross. I think a lot of us can see that and get that. But beyond the cross, in the grave and in the heavenlies, following this resurrection. Now, now that's where the mind-blowing stuff really happens. I mean, the cross is its more than enough. But in our sense, it really isn't more than enough because he did more than that. And there's a reason he did more than that. So... Let's start our journey by taking a peek behind the curtain into the heavenly tabernacle. Okay, Moses was commanded to make the tabernacle according to the very specific set of plans which he revealed at Mount Sinai, that is, God revealed. Exodus 25 tells us, Then Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So that just breaks it down right there. Why, why are we doing this? He wants to dwell with us. He wants to be with us. So you're making me someplace, a place that I can dwell. The full name of the tabernacle is the tent or tabernacle of meeting. (laughs) That kind of says it all right there too, right? That's what it's all about. It's where you encounter Jesus, encounter the Holy Spirit, encounter the Father. I don't know if I could make it any more clear or exciting than that this, when you get this, you get to encounter him. Mm -hmm. According to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it, right? So I don't know how old you are, what you've been through in your life, but if there was a pattern, then there was an original, right? That's what the concept is there. What was the tabernacle pattern after? The book of Hebrews shed some light in Hebrews 8, 2. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, 
a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. Um, to break that down, it was built by God. The original tabernacle in heaven built by God, right? So long before Moses built the tabernacle in the desert, there was a tabernacle from eternity past in heaven. This heavenly tabernacle and all the furniture it contained was the original and became the pattern for everyone that followed it. And one important note, the earthly tabernacles weren't duplicates of the heavenly one. The only reason you make a pattern is because you have plans to make something based on it. All right? So, you know, back in the day, before we bought all of our clothes in stores, our, our mothers used to make them from patterns. Mm-hmm. Patterns were made of this thin paper which were pinned to fabric and then cut into the shape of the pattern. If you're old enough, you probably helped through that, right? Then the fabric was sewed into a dress or shirt, whatever the pattern was. But, of course, the dress, thankfully, or shirt, didn't look exactly like the pattern. We would have been very funny looking. What it looked like depended on the cloth. So the tabernacles on earth were different. They were shadows. In the same way, Jesus, in his heavenly tabernacle, was in unspeakable glory, But Jesus laid down his glory and put on flesh, a shadow of what he was. But he was still the tabernacle. And Hebrews 9.24 tells us that the heavenly tabernacle is where Jesus went after his resurrection, which is important for us because we're looking at the cross and we're putting all our hope in the cross. So, for Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies or patterns of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So whatever is happening here, God did for us. And just in case you think it's old news, Revelation 15 tells us the tabernacle is still there. Behold, the tabernacle or the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. And you're just just verses all over the place in Revelation that talk about the furniture and the tabernacle. Understanding that the original tabernacle was and is in heaven helps give us insight into the various tabernacles or temples that have been patterned after it including the tabernacle of Moses, which we're going to spend a lot of time in today. But there is a crucial piece of the story that needs that we especially need to explore and understand first. All these tabernacles and temples have been opposed by an enemy, and he is still in a constant state of war against them and against us as a result. So we're going to break down the tabernacle's greatest enemy next, and that'll get you open on a road I think you're going to love. 